Hi, Stuart here. Just a quick note to say that on this episode of Generation What, the theme of suicide is alluded to as part of a discussion in context. I think it's worth mentioning to begin with that, um, yeah, um, Lise, you know, you know all about my dating history, don't you? Unfortunately. In fact, you've actually been part of my unfortunate dating history, haven't you? Unfortunately. Yeah. So, um, how do you feel about doing a deep dive for an entire podcast episode about it? Oh, I love that idea. Right. But um, this is going to be a bit like a uh, therapy session, but a good one, because uh, you have offered to take over my dating apps. But first of all, you want to find out all about uh, what happened before and, you know, uh, my my mistakes and my good things and that kind of thing, don't you? Well, first of all, we need to find you a wife. Generation what? Oh my god, um, is that really the first thing you do in dating? Lonely people. <laughs> ah, okay, so, so so I'm now a lonely person. Right, got it. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, needy people do that, I guess, but no. I mean, I feel like you've been on the dating, um, you know, dating apps for a while now, so might be a good time to find you a wife already. Yeah, you I... Paid your dues with the, with the horrible dates you've been on. Yeah, and uh, I've literally paid my dues by paying for Tinder twice and getting <laughs> no useful results. Oh yeah, still no luck? Well, see, here's the thing. Um, I think Tinder shadow banned me. Mm-hmm. Because um, the first time I paid for it was two years ago. I, I got um, loads of matches and um, be- because it advertises unlimited swiping, you know, for the first few days I did swipe in an unlimited way. And then when, then, then when I looked, uh, I noticed that I was getting fewer and fewer matches. And it, it turned out that um, this was probably, according to user forums, uh, a feature, not a bug, and that it was a shadow ban um, because it thought I was a bot or that I was exhibiting bot-type behavior or something. So um, I, I stopped paying for it because, you know, what's the point in paying for a casino that doesn't, that doesn't give you any chance of landing, of landing on red, you know, um, of landing on black rather. Um, and um, so, and then I paid for it a couple of years later thinking, well, that shadow ban must have lifted surely. And I think I got four matches in the, enti- in the entire month I was paying for it, which um, just seemed abnormally low for someone who is paying for the uh, app and using it regularly. So um, I, I think I've also worked out from starting a new account and getting nothing that uh, essentially Tinder has me shadow banned through my IP address. So I would need to get a new phone in order to uh, use Tinder. Um, so... I think that one is fucked. So, um, what do you suggest? You're not a sex offender, are you? <laughs> but I mean, I mean, you're not on record for being doing something sexually illegal to another person. Is this bit going in the TikTok supercut that we do every week? Yes. <laughs> Um, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm asking. I'm asking because I had, I had a friend. I don't. I wouldn't call this person my friend anymore for obvious reasons. But I had a friend go to jail for um, 
for domestic abuse. And uh, after he got out of uh, that situation, he was single again and he took it to Tinder. And then he also couldn't figure out like why he was, why his account was getting blocked. And then he reached out to support and support said like, we have intel that um, you have been recently charged with a, uh, with a domestic case. So sorry, but this is not acceptable and you're not allowed back on our platform. Oh, right. But they did let him back on the platform. They just didn't let him have any matches. No, they banned him uh, entirely. I don't remember exactly what the case was, uh, but um, but yeah, they, that person was not allowed back on, on their platform. Well, th- that's fascinating. Can we keep that in the episode? Yeah, of course. Right. Um, I can tell you that, no, I've never been charged with any sex offences. I'm, I'm not a sex offender, no. <laughs> okay, then then it just must be a Tinder thing. Um, yes, or maybe I've been misusing it like a, like a bot has. Uh, I, I do seem to exhibit bot-type behaviour on a lot of mobile apps that I'm on, because I, I was, for a few days, shadow banned from commenting on Instagram, and I worked out that the reason I was I was that was because um, I I went down my timeline and liked the first 14 photos that I saw because they were all good photos and I liked them. But um, apparently Instagram doesn't like that. It likes you to mix up your likes so that mm. you're sort of scrolling, scrolling, like that one, maybe scroll a bit more like that one, that kind of thing. Well, I have the same thing, but that I was shadow banned um, maybe a few months ago. But this is something horrible that I did. And if you don't have context, then uh, it's very easy to understand why I was shadow banned. I told someone to kill themselves, but hear me out. So I love weird Facebook groups. Hmm. I'm in uh, a group where, where we all pretend to be fish and everyone just posts blub. And then everyone just comments blub, blub. there's nothing else going on in that group except that we all just pretend to be fish i fucking love that group and there's another where we all pretend to be family so someone just randomly posts like hey what's for dinner and then people comment on like what's for dinner and then someone just uh, posts that hey um i i lost my keys has anyone seen my keys and then people just like comment like thousands and thousands tens of thousands of people comment like yeah i saw your keys there in the kitchen or something like that we just all pretend to be family which which is just absolutely brilliant and um i'm also in this group where we all pretend to be ghosts Hmm. and there's a lot of like ghost you know we're all playing ghosts and stuff and like, ooh, who, who wants to come haunting with me? Like, and then just someone just randomly posts, boo. And then everyone's just like, ah, just screams in the comments. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so entertaining. I love these groups. And then there was this one post where someone commented like, hey, I'm not dead yet, but what do I have to do to, uh, to become a ghost? And I said, well, kill yourself. <gasps> oh... Um, and then everyone was like, yeah, yeah, just like, um, you know, unalive yourself. Everyone's just like giving advice on how to become a ghost because this is a group where we pretend to be ghosts. And like uh, it, the post was something like, oh, I really want to come haunting with you guys, but I'm not dead yet. What should I do? Something like that. And I just, we, I just said, kill yourself. And then a second later, I get a notification from Facebook saying like, we saw that this comment is inappropriate. Uh, we don't condone any of this. Um if you think this was a mistake, you can appeal to the admins. And of course, I appealed. Like, I, I sent in a request to like uh, have this viewed by a person because it was obviously the algorithm that picked this up. And knowing this, I knew that the the admins of this group would like understand that this was a joke. 
like not even a joke but this was like really in context the only way you can ever tell someone to kill themselves would be in this situation that's the only way that it would be appropriate and they denied my request they were like no this was inappropriate and they shadow banned me they actually banned me from doing anything on facebook for like 30 days i couldn't post um i could post no i could post but my posts were not getting seen by people um i couldn't do anything on facebook oh my god mm. uh, and on on the other hand i believe that you were kind of banned from tinder for being too professional yes i think i've told this story before but i made a presentation on tinder and I was banned because uh, I guess the algorithm thought that my um, my profile looked too much of a of a spammy one. But it was it was essentially like a, a PowerPoint presentation. Hmm. And the the feedback that I got from it was that it's the best Tinder profile that they've seen in a while. Um, I got banned. I was off Tinder for a while. Then I re-downloaded it. I was still banned. Then I deleted I, I deleted the app. Then I joined Bumble. Met my future baby daddy, and I i hate to say it, but getting shadow banned from Tinder was the best thing to <laughs> happen to me. Oh, wow. Um, so, actually, the moment you left Tinder, your life picked up significantly. Yes, absolutely. No, you haven't reached space, but you have had a beer. Generation What is brought to you by Ullenout. The craft brewery from Estonia brews artisanal beer made from local materials. Unique tasting, with a special blend and strong character. Try it for yourself, including the alcohol-free Kynaken range from ullenaut.ee. That is O-L-L-E-N-A-U-T dot E-E. Enter the discount code GENERATION in the English spelling, and you'll receive 25% off any purchase on the website. Purchases only available within Estonia. So um, if you've just rejoined us, then we were just talking about uh, production and uh, suggesting that buying microphones is expensive bullshit. Talking of, <laughs> talking of other expensive bullshit, um, I uh, back in the day, like long, long time ago, I used to pay for Match.com. I guess that was, that was the original dating site, wasn't it? Trouble with Match.com was that um, to join it, you needed to upload four photos and then write a series of basically essays about yourself. And it was so tedious. I, I think what I like about Tinder is the instant connection to the app of, right, uh, okay, you've got your photos and bam, you're on. Small, small bio and, and you're away swiping. Um, it's, it's, like, um, it's like a video game where you get a quick start guide, essentially. Um, so there is less satisfaction from it, uh, ultimately, because you don't get the same information on your potential match and people swipe people that they don't necessarily feel they're interested in but at the same time you get a lot more action right away um is this just me succumbing to uh, the instant gratification uh, um uh, thing that everyone's supposed to have these days yeah of course instant gratification is essentially every what uh, our lives these days are centered around um but remind me, I haven't been on any t any dating apps for a long time now, almost two years, actually. Wow, that's that's a first. <laughs> yeah. But didn't Tinder have some sort of um, re review process? 
Um, I've never seen it if it has been tested, but I, I always thought that that would be an interesting addition to Tinder, which is, you know, a star rating system for dates and, you know, like, like on, like on Bolt or Uber. So, so that you can say, you know, um, were there any problems with this date? Uh, do you think this person should be avoided? Now, I suspect that the reason they didn't do this was because it, can be corrupted by people who maybe want to make trouble for someone. Hmm. Interesting. Well, a lot of things that can go wrong on dates that um, don't necessarily mean you're a bad person. I have tons of stories to tell about um, bad people on dates, but I, <laughs> I, I think if I would meet these people again in like a um, either professional setting or um, even at like a party or something, we just got to chatting. I'm 100% sure that there's nothing wrong with these people. It was just that maybe we were both in weird places. And um, well, that doesn't really excuse the guy who stalked me and um, waited outside my school. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So, so you were using Tinder when you were at school then? Yeah, so I was one of those kids who who lied about their age on Tinder just to get, you know, adult matches because I think I was like 16 or 17, which is like, no, not 16, 17 or maybe like, yeah, 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 fuck those people. Absolutely fuck those people. Maybe I was even like 18 or something, but I was still like matching with people who were like over 20. And this guy, I remember that he was 26 because he was one of the older people that I've, uh, I was talking to. And um, it sounded so cool to me to say like, oh, I'm dating a 26 year old. He's like a grown up. He pays bills. I still live with my mother. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he had a job. I think he had a job. I mean, how else would he would he find the time to um, stock my school schedule? So what happened was he he asked me we were like ch chatting and then he randomly asks me, he's like, um, hey, so what you doing? And we, we talk a little bit. And I was in class. I was chatting while I was in class. And he was like, but why are you talking to me at the moment? Shouldn't you be in biology class? And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, shouldn't you be in biology class? It is uh, like 11.15 on a Tuesday, right? You should be in biology class. And I was like, yes. And I got so freaked out that I, you know, put down my phone and I was like, fuck, because I hadn't told him what school I go to. I hadn't told him what, what, like, um, what class I go to, you know, the A, B, C, D, what do you call those? Yeah, the, uh, the class, um, classes, yeah, or forms, yeah. Mm, yeah, so he didn't know this about me. I mean, it's something that you could find out if you just like uh, Google me or, you know, search, um, you know, school pictures or something about, on my school website. Uh, you can find it out, definitely, but you really have to work for it. And I was, like, really scared at this point. Mm. And then I was like, well, okay, fine. I mean, it's maybe he just wanted to show that he cares. Fine, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And another amount of time goes by, maybe like a few days or a few weeks or a week or something goes by. And then he, he messages me saying, like, are you going skiing today? Um, and he meant with my with my class for like gym class. Are you going skiing today? Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, um, 
I'm I'm not going skiing today because of something. I gave him a reason, like, why I'm not going skiing. And he was like, oh, so that wasn't you. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, I saw, like, a, a bus full of uh, kids. You, like, we, we used to have this, like, bus to take us to, like, ski class in yeah. school, which is really fucking awesome. But um, he said, like, oh, I saw this group of kids go from your school to uh, to the ski lesson. And I, and I thought I saw you. And uh, you didn't, like, uh, like acknowledge me when I was trying to, like, wave to you or something. So I thought that was you, but it, I cl- clearly it wasn't. And I was like, what the hell? Oh, this so dude he's is just waving like... at random kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this guy sounds awful. Um I um I, I tell you this, because uh, it, it 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 is it is connected. I'm I'm kind of the anti stalker in that I sometimes ask people about things that they've done that is actually someone else. So this just happened to me before we started recording this. Uh, I was I was talking to my friend and I asked her, so how was Paris at the weekend? And she replied, Paris, cry laugh emoji. And I, I said, yeah, didn't you didn't you tell me when we met on Thursday that you were going to Paris at the weekend? And she said, um, no, I didn't. Um, I did go to insert name of city where she went to two weeks ago, which we talked about. And I, I then thought, why did I think she was going to Paris? And I, I think one of the answers might be because I'm still recovering from sleep deprivation over the weekend from a weekend of partying at Pride. But also, um, I think I had a conversation with a friend there about the fact that she was going to Paris, as in the other friend was going to Paris um, um, th- this week. And... I, I think that somehow I um I because I'd also been watching trash Netflix series Emily in Paris and thoroughly enjoying it this time, <laughs> I think somehow I I I kind of inserted other friends as in friend I've been talking to first into Emily in Paris mm. in in either my subconscious or my dreams or something. That's just that's just weird. But it's kind of the opposite of stalking in that I'm telling someone they're doing something that they're not. <laughs> And it makes you feel so stupid. It it doesn't just make me feel stupid. It makes me feel like a bad friend for for mm. either not listening properly or not understanding properly. Mm. Oh, well, okay, I I hope you at least had a like a good laugh out of it. I I I had a really good laugh, but mm. I I also wondered where is my mind going? Um, I I I don't know. Um. I, I was around people who had taken magic mushrooms at the weekend. Uh, um, is it possible to passively consume mushroom? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but just to make you feel better, yes. Yes, Stuart, yes it is. Right. <laughs> so, so by breathing in the air of mushroom, I'm somehow also also a mushroom taker. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> um, I, but... I, I do think, though, that I'm going to be uh, playing... You, you know, um, all day I'm going to be playing New York Times brain training exercises just to prove that I'm not getting Alzheimer's or something. <laughs> you do that. But um, speaking I'm, of... Al- by the way, Alzheimer's does run in the family, so that, that is a distinct possibility at some stage. Well, if that's the case, I mean, ugh, this is such a controversial thing to say. I, I hope I, re- I I will regret saying this in one point of my life, but I really wish I had Alzheimer's sometimes. Because don't you just like ever like watch a series and it's so good that you want to forget about it and then just like rewatch it? I get that with pop music. Um, I would really like to listen to some pop music again and get the euphoria that I got when I first heard that pop song. 
<laughs> I was just talking to someone yesterday about um, a mutual um, acquaintance of ours who I don't really get along with. And they were talking about that person having like Alzheimer's run, run, runs in their family as well. And I just was like, well, I hope if they get Alzheimer's, then maybe they will forget about the beef that they have with me. And maybe one day we could all just be friends again because <laughs> I have nothing against this person. It just it's something completely from their side. Oh, my gosh. And I was like. Yeah, let's just hope for the best. Maybe we can be friends again someday. <laughs> it, it it is worth stating, by the way, we we do both take Alzheimer's extremely seriously. So uh, you you know don't uh, don't uh, take into account the fact that we've just spent three minutes making jokes about it. But uh, <laughs> no, but I I think it's not that I don't you know acknowledge how serious of an issue this is. It's just that I I really like to see the silver lining and everything. And even if like the worst possible scenarios ever, I want to find something good in it. Yes, and also um, it's it's another thing to uh, add to my potential dating profile. You know, uh, go out with me now in about five, ten years. I won't remember who you are. <laughs> oh yeah, but I wanted to mention before about uh, not 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 listening to to people. You reminded me of a date that I went on one time. Uh, this guy picked me up. We've been talking for a while, and he was like, "Let's go on a walk," which is something that I wouldn't consider a date today because, like, I'm not a dog. I don't need to be taken out for a walk. <laughs> and he said, "Oh, I know this place. I'm going to take you somewhere special." And I was like, "Okay," but it was like um, autumn, and it was like really dark outside. And he takes me to Palasara, which is uh, a sort of remote-ish place in Tallinn where it's like uh, there's like a little forest and a hiking trail and we just he takes me on a mid like it, it wasn't like midnight I think it was still like eight ish or something but it was like mm. pitch dark outside and this was like really far away from from like the city center so it was like really dark not a lot of um of uh, light pollution in that area so he just takes me on a pitch black dark into the woods we're still like in Tallinn but it's dark and I've never been to this place it's like pitch dark I barely see the guy and I was like well this is where I get killed tonight and and we keep like making jokes like ha ha first date take me to the woods like ha ha <laughs> these guys are gonna jump out of the bushes and everything like ha ha and then I realized that whenever we talk about something he he picks up a topic, we talk about it, and then I say something, and he completely like drops the entire topic that we're talking about and starts talking about something new. So I was like, oh, maybe he just remembered something he wants to talk about. And I let it slide for a good time a few times. But then I realized that he's been doing this for like a lot. And I was like, well, this is weird. And all of a sudden I just hear in the in the distance, moo. <laughs> what is going on but i didn't know that there was like uh, cows or something there's like a field of cows in this area and oh, it was like Sarah. vicinity yeah i don't think it's cows but there's like some other animal that just goes moo <laughs> but it was like <laughs> the creepiest shit ever <laughs> this random dude takes me to to the forest and then he's like moo <laughs> So, so Palyasara is uh, is a, is a peninsula, and um, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure it's one of the places where, in the '90s, the uh, the gangsters took people to be killed. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. Hmm. 
Um, and I, I went to a very similar place uh, on Saturday uh, because uh, Riga Pride's closing party was um, in uh, the a place called the Total Dobje Arts Centre, uh, which is uh, also on a peninsula, uh, or no, not a peninsula, it, it's next to the coast at the top of, um, on the north side of Riga. And um, t- to get there, you need to use a taxi uh, or you need to get on a tram and then walk 17 minutes. And as I was in the taxi and it was getting darker and darker, um, I, I thought to myself, maybe the driver's going to just tie me up and throw me throw me in the trees among the wolves or something mm-hmm. um and we ran, we went around the back of this building and it looked like no one was there and i started start to get genuinely scared um now obviously my 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 pride story is for uh, the next episode but uh, i i just wanted to mention that because there are many parts of Baltic capital cities that feel like this still, aren't there? There, there are many sort yeah. of disused former Soviet areas where if people take you, they might think it's a good idea if they are fully clued up on the place. But uh, you might, as a first timer there, feel very unsettled by it. Yeah, because you still see the remains of like what used to be the 90s, like weird graffiti, um, old soviet e, you know, buildings and stuff and um these like huge blocks of concrete and it it is a really creepy vibe i don't know i i'm one of those people who's been in tallinn now for so long that i start to look around at the new buildings and think why are we building these shitty glass buildings that look like they're made from plastic you know why can't we build something that lasts and i start to um sort of feel nostalgic for the days when okay i used to go to a lot of fashion shows uh, and and by the way i'm aware going to pride and then talking about fashion shows i'm i'm not exactly setting myself up well for dates with women <laughs> but still um so I, I used to go to a lot of fashion shows and they were all in random dirty disused factories most of those disused factories now have been turned into luxury apartment blocks that there isn't actually very much of the old Tallinn left comparative to how it was like 10 years ago and I'm just thinking you know um, maybe maybe I'm just becoming one of those grouchy people who complains that he preferred the town when it was shit hmm well there is a lot of history um, between these buildings and I can see your point that letting go of that can um, can definitely be difficult but letting go of everything can be difficult, can't it? And I, I think that's why some people struggle on dating apps because um, I, I think that some some people go onto dating apps too soon after breaking up with someone and they might match with someone. And, you know, um, I, I once matched with someone, um, I think, oh, two weeks after breaking up with someone else. And I did it because I thought it was, you know, something uh, that would get me um, back on the metaphorical horse. And all it did was make me feel miserable and wish I was there with my ex. So that that can happen sometimes, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the story of uh, of our first and second date. I just felt miserable. I felt you sort of feel like you're cheating as well, although you, you haven't been with this person for a while and you know you're single. I want to feel this liberation of like, I'm single, I'm just going to whore out there and, you know, do everything and show him that I can get over him as fast as possible. He didn't mean that much to me. But although you just feel absolutely dead inside. But it it, it does help sometimes. I'm not going to lie. It does help. And 
the worst thing about you know big breaking up may feel you 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 start to feel the loneliness set in because you don't have anyone to wish you good night anymore and even if you have some half-assed guy who takes you to the forest for the first date to even just acknowledge you and say that wow you're amazing even though maybe you didn't feel like that in the last leg of your relationship it may be it may feel good even though it's so degrading in a way but hey, go out with people after you're breaking up with someone. You may get a good buddy to create a podcast with. That's that's totally right, and um, I'm I'm so I'm so glad that we talked about this. Uh, I I feel like uh, I feel like this has been a hell of a therapy session so far. But um, the purpose of it is, you, you are essentially going to be me on my dating apps, aren't you? Yes, I'd love to do that. So. I feel like I would be a really good man because I know what women want. I'm just triggering Beyonce's lyrics to if I were a boy. But um, I would be a really good man because I know what ladies want to hear. And certainly those are not the pickup lines that I've gotten on dating apps. So I feel like if I would start off by, you know, breaking the ice with something um, that I know a lady would love to hear, then um, explain to them that, hey, um, this is not Stuart, but would you like to meet Stuart? I think that that would that could be really funny. So you're going to take over my dating apps, and we're going to see how it goes. And I think that you will be a much better version of me than I am. <laughs> Thank you for that. But uh, just circling back to what we said before about uh, going on dating apps when you're not ready to actually date after a relationship, you can actually be the person who is an absolute nightmare. So I, I remembered this uh, conversation that I had. So, you know, with some people, you just feel that instant chemistry. You want to rip their clothes off and just smother your body onto theirs. So... I met this person quite uh, fast after getting out of a relationship. So maybe it was the excitement of, you know, being out there again. And I really had good chemistry with this person. And we've been talking for, I think, a day even. I don't want to say two days because I feel like that would be just lying. I think we were just talking for a day and we just have this amazing chemistry. We just, oh, it was, you could just burst that sexual tension bubble. <laughs> Okay. So we were talking and flirting and as time went on during the day, I just felt like, oh my God, I just want to fuck this person so much. And um, we made plans to meet up after work because it was a Friday night. And he said that he's not really sure if we can meet up today because he was supposed to go on a boys trip to uh, to Padano for the weekend and he had to get an early start. So he didn't know if we, he could see me that night. And I was like, well, let me know. Uh, I'm, I have plans with other people as well, but... Um, we can like still meet up like later hmm. and i was like yeah sure so he says that he does have to go to bed the next day but um he would still love to meet up and i was like okay so i'm out with these people at the moment but I, I'll, I'll be done in an hour so i'll come over and then he says he's at the store like do you want anything and i was like no all good and then he he sends me a picture of uh him getting like tons of hard liquor and i don't really pay attention to what he's talking about because i'm out with people and then I see him message me. He's like, "Just so you know, when you come over, mm. you're gonna be, you're gonna get fucked." And I was like, uh -huh. "Well, you know what they say, 
if a girl shaves her legs before a date, you're not the one who decided to have sex. <laughs> and then he points to the picture of alcohol that he sent me. He's like, I'm talking about getting fucked up drunk. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, God. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Caught me in my slutty lie. <laughs> yeah. By the way, what ha- um, how does that how does that line work about a girl shaving her legs before a date if it's the man who shaves his legs before a date? Well, <laughs> I mean, at this day and age, you can shave whatever you want, but I personally <laughs> wouldn't want to feel that my man's legs are silkier than mine. I love a hairy man. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, uh, actually, you would not be in favour of a Manscaped deal for this podcast, then? Mm, not for myself, but then again, I'm on track to to be not single again for the rest of my life so all my single mamacitas out there i i think i i do have a few caveats before you take over my dating apps which is um you, you know clearly the last year or two has taught me a lot um and I, I feel like the pandemic has done a major number on me in terms of it has made me less extroverted and also less willing to go on dates just for the hell of it. So um, should I should I use this dating experience as a way to, you know, finally say goodbye to the pandemic and get back to get back to normal? Or should I take into account that this is a new me and sort of run with it? Let's go with new you. I think that's more fun. But uh, did you see that post? I don't remember what dating website it was, but I feel like in the middle of the pandemic, in the first wave or something, there was a dating app that did a post on social media or a blog post or something. I haven't been able to find it, though. I've I've looked for it, but I have this like foggy memory of it existing that um, they did a post saying that, well, it's the mid- in the middle of the pandemic, you have to be safe. So when you're going on hookup dates, do it doggy style. That way your faces won't have to touch. <laughs> and if either of you have COVID, like doing it doggy style will minimize the risk of actually catching COVID from that person. So <laughs> hashtag do it doggy style in the middle of the pandemic was it? Well, I... I, I feel like I maybe had a dream that this happened because I cannot find it anywhere on the internet that this thing existed, but I remember it so clearly. I think I think maybe it's been taken off the internet because the website got cancelled for publishing it. <laughs> Could be. Um, but surely Doggy Style is not uh, the... Um, oh, by the way, hello to my family if they're listening to this. Sh- surely, Hi. Surely Doggy Style is not the most hygienic style. Surely the most hygienic style of sex would be 69 actually because because you're both licking each other (laughs) but uh actually did you know that uh south africa banned doggy style how how can you ban a sexual position Uh, beats me pun intended but they banned doggy style saying that stress is the main cause for men to die early and doggy style apparently uh puts more like strain on the man while while doing that position so they uh so they banned it and they you know they they said that it may be practiced on special occasions such as christmas and valentine's day i mean check my facts i'm not saying this is 100 accurate it's just i mean it, it was on the internet it must be true but apparently south africa banned doggy style uh, ho- ho- holy moly 
um, so so um, if if we if we assume that uh, I I'm also uh, not the uh, no, I, I've I've got no segue from that into dating apps. Jesus. Um, um, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, yes, um, uh, doggy style, fine, sure. So, um, uh, <laughs> um, I can take over. I have a whole list of bad dating pl- experiences. Please take over. Take over. <laughs> although, so so, uh, what what is the plan? I mean, what 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 are you going to do with me? Do you want some information from me to begin with? Um, right. So if I'm going to be taking over your dating apps, then the first thing you have to do is um, you have to give me the opportunity to set up the profile myself. So Mm -hmm. put together a Google Drive folder of your best and your worst pictures. And yes, include the worst. Um, There may be something fun we can do with that. Mm -hmm. And um, nothing else. Don't give me anything. I'll I'll make you the dating profile on my phone. I'm not going to give you access to anything. If something is going well, I'll let you be in the loop and mm-hmm. you just have to trust me on this one. Okay. Um and the the the, the other thing is I I've 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 at the very least worked out and we um we we can maybe discuss this in the next episode that um I am not a complete normie 100% straight straight guy um who can give people uh the the traditional uh, manly man experience. So, um, I, li- living in Estonia, I do notice that uh, the the kind of women I used to desire to date were the kinds of people who wanted that kind of experience. So clearly, there's a disconnect between what I think I want and what I actually need. But why do you think that is? Why do you go for those sorts of women? I think it's because. Um, with with apologies if you're one of those if with apologies if any listener out there is one of those women um apology accepted yeah um <laughs> i i think that um there 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 is a certain status symbol in in having in having a trophy girlfriend sometimes and um so sometimes you see these guys on instagram living apparently such such successful wealthy healthy lives um with with, with their um um usually blonde piece of stuff and um as 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 a man, you kind of think, well, I can finally graduate to the Rolex lifestyle and get invited to all those parties I'm not being invite to, invited to, if I, if only I'm in a couple with with someone who is much more desirable than I am, and um be, because that'll make me more desirable. And you know, uh, you, you you know this if if you look at uh, if you look at any photo from any party, um that. Um, gen- generally, you've got uh, a a young hot woman with an older guy who's let himself go and looks like shit and has a bad haircut um, and hasn't dressed up for the occasion, and you you just come to the come to the reckoning, or at least I did, that um, if you're rich or if you appear rich, you can get away with a lot uh, in term in terms of uh, not preparing for a date, in terms of uh, you know be being a six out of ten guy rather than a ten out of ten guy, uh, and. I, I have been out with people as well who have said um, or have implied that I look after myself a bit too much, that uh, that I seem a bit too close to them. So I'm 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 a bit concerned that maybe I'm a bit too modern for some people. Hmm. Well, I've definitely had my fair share of going out with people who don't look, you know, 
who who I maybe wouldn't go on the red carpet with, but with every single one of those people, I've had the time of my life with. So a few few uh, people come to mind when I'm talking about this, and those people usually have so much more to offer than um, than just being eye candy. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I. I. I can definitely understand that, and um. I. I think what. W- what I need rather than want is someone who. Um. Someone who I can laugh with. So not just someone who laughs at me, but some. Someone who. <laughs> so someone. Someone who is also funny. Now. Um. Y- you. You were funny, but of course. Uh, you know. As, as we've. As we've covered several times, we didn't go out at the right time. Um. And. Uh, uh, hence. Hence, this podcast is happening, but. Um, if if I could find someone with a similar sense of humour to yours, uh, but maybe slightly less of a TikTok addiction, that would be great. Ooh, shots fired! Well, if we're firing shots at each other, then um, I love a good manly man. Um, mm-hmm. You see that from my dating history. Mm-hmm. If you've uh, if you know the person that I'm with at the moment, you know that they are a man, and that's just something that I deeply desire in a partner. Yeah. So, yeah. That being said, I I am working on my TikTok addiction. I I promise. <laughs> no, it, it's it's fine. Um, I I know for a fact that you're a lot you're, you're you're a lot calmer with the TikTok usage than you were two years ago, and that's fine. It's my job. I have to do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I I I too have calmed down on my Instagram addiction. So we <laughs> we 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 all we all have our sins here. Um, but yeah, it's so the growth that matters. Let's just put it that way. It um uh, it 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 certainly is if you like a manly man. Anyway. <laughs> um. So what what do you mean by a manly man? This might be something that we can that we can use uh, to sort of develop my profile here. So, mm. um, what you don't mean, and I know this from uh, seeing photos of your of your boyfriend, is someone who has uh, you know maybe a big beard or has a huge dog or something. There's more <laughs> to be. There's more to being manly, isn't there? There's so much more to being a man, and I have the best example for this. This just happened over the weekend as we're filming uh, recording this. Uh, there was this running competition, Tipu Stopini. Have you heard of it? Nope. So it's a competition where a group of 10 people run from Surmunamagi, which is in the south of Estonia, all the way to Tallinn. So that's 337 kilometers. So they take turns running over the span of a, approximately like 30, 25 to like 35 something hours. Hmm. So... Uh, they they take turns. They all run about 10 kilometers past the GPS along to the next person and the next person and the next person. So all of them run together like three times 10 kilometers from. Mm. Uh, so they they start um, at the side of Estonia and they, they end up in Tallinn. And it is a it's a it's it's such a physical thing that you have to be not only physically well to do this, but you have to prepare yourself mentally to do this. Mm. So my boyfriend has been running for month let's say he's only been training for this for a month and he hasn't run like this these long distances yet and he certainly hasn't run these uh, these distances while not being able to eat properly sleep properly you know because the one thing that you need is rest and if you don't get that rest before a big run you're not really going to do it yeah. So he, they started off uh, Saturday morning and they arrived uh, Saturday uh, a Sunday uh, at like three o'clock and I met him at the finish line 
And let me tell you, I have never ever been so sexually attracted to someone than I was to him in that moment because knowing the resilience it took from him, he, we just spoke before he, he started this last leg of the run and he said he was just so fucking tired, both physically and mentally, but he pulled himself together. He passed the, passed the finish line with the biggest smile on his face. He was just dripping of sweat. He could barely walk. I had to take his socks off at home because he couldn't take his socks off. He, his, his muscles were like that, you know, intense hmm. and that was the moment when i was like just fertilize me please give me all of the babies you can give me because <laughs> that was just so fucking attractive knowing that this is not he, he's not a runner he's only been training for a month mm -hmm. and this is something that he can do physically can put his mind to it the resilience that he had to have was just so attractive knowing that there was this like instinct like animal instinct in me which was like this man was is going to be the perfect man to make offspring with. It was just a primal instinct at that point. That's well, what's being a man. I I think maybe a lot of it might have been because he was covered in sweat, and sweat equals pheromones. So uh, yes. may, maybe that was also helping. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, that that's that's a wonderful achievement, and I, I can I can totally see why you why his level of attractiveness was boosted in 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 that moment. Um, I I do I do like a sporty girl as well. Um, I I I like I like it when I when I can see someone uh, mentally and physically has their shit together. They, that that mm. that doesn't mean they have to be some kind of workout model or something. Quite quite the opposite. But uh, if if people can show me that they actually enjoy doing physical things and doing mental things, uh, then then that's awesome. Um, if if someone. <laughs> If, essentially, if someone doesn't have any stories, then that's a turnoff for me. Uh, but also, if if someone doesn't seem to enjoy testing their body or their brain, um, then that can also be a turnoff for me. Um, I sometimes I sometimes feel inferior to uh, other men out there because I, I have this I have this picture of other men that comes basically from social media. So. Um, all of the all of these sort of um, um, vaguely inspirational uh, Instagram man accounts in, in, involve people who um, have a lot of possessions and uh, seem seem to, seem to have seem to have a decent career and have had one for for about a decade. Now I think my career is going okay, but I think it's only been going okay for a few years, and before that it was up shit creek without a paddle. The result is that financially I'm still getting myself back together and I I do feel a bit inferior sometimes that I can't just take someone out to dinner whenever I want to. Is that a problem for people, do you think? Uh, well, at the moment I think we're comparing um, my need for a manly man for, for your need or your ability to be that manly man. So whenever I take over your social media, I definitely won't portray you as someone you're not. And to to try to offer people something that you're not, uh, while you're also in every way incapable of doing so, is just the ultimate recipe for disaster. If you can't, that's fine. There's so many people out there who have different desires on what a relationship should look like. We just spoke uh, in a previous episode with Anita, who was like, she expects a man to take care of her. Mm -hmm. And I've said this in previous episodes, I love taking care of my boyfriend, even though we're very financially 
in a very equal relationship. I still love putting that extra effort towards him, whether that be financial or just uh, the fact that I make his uh, dinner ready every day by the time he comes home. So there's so many different types. You just have to be really true to who you are. Um, don't try to be this manly man if that's not who you are. Maybe that's also why you haven't had so many like successful relationships in the past is that maybe you tried to obtain a standard that you think that person holds i i think so and i i think also there were some things that i didn't know about myself um like uh you know quite 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 possibly i'm not 100% straight now i've i've always been into girls but I think but, I think I think maybe the person I need to match with is someone who is in that modern mindset of not caring so much about that. 100% and listening to what you say I feel like you might be the perfect man. You are the straight gay boyfriend. So how many relationships I've been in where I have to drag my boyfriend to go to the opera with me or who doesn't get excited when I get my nails done or doesn't you know say it's britney bitch back to me or like doesn't doesn't really care for that stuff but if you have a straight boyfriend and he also enjoys those you know typically feminine things wouldn't that be just like the absolute perfect man it it, it would be genuinely perfect uh for some people i imagine now the, the question is whether I'm in, because uh, this, this podcast is being recorded in Estonia, uh, the, the question is whether um, I'm in the right country culturally for that sort of person, because I think that those people exist all over the place in the UK, uh, particularly, you know, the further south you get in the UK, with apologies for stereotyping. But um, I'm just not sure they exist in as great numbers in Estonia. Uh, I, I, I say that uh, with, with, ele with only 11 years knowledge of the country, but that's my impression. But I bet the uh, the time you've spent here, you've also seen a rapid, you know, increase of people, you know, expressing themselves much differently than they used to like 10 years ago. And while I do agree with you, I think Estonia still has a long way to go. I still feel like we are much more understanding that sexuality is fluid. Um, you know, we're really... Um, the, the line between the pink toothbrush and the blue toothbrush is coming more and more foggy. Uh, yes, uh, especially as I have, I think I have a green toothbrush right now. Oh well, there you go. But uh, yeah, um, um, we should really get we we should really get a toothbrush sponsor. By the way, just a thought. <laughs> tell tell me what you'd like from me, and I will give it to you. <laughs> Google Drive with your best and worst photos, please. Okay, and uh, do do you want do you want any words on likes and dislikes? Because uh, I I believe Bumble is a bit more involved than Tinder, isn't it? Yeah, so a general list of do's and don'ts would also be good. I'm not going to promise you that I'm going to use it. Okay, so uh, let's 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 do let's do the list of do's and a list of don'ts then. Um, so, um, are we talking about do's and don'ts for dating or do's and don'ts for spare time? What kinds of things? In a partner. In a partner, right? Mm. In a wife, let's just say that. Okay, right. So if if I if I imagine a wife, um, I think. Um, one do would be that uh, we can share our hobbies because I'm I'm a huge fan of sports. I love watching motorsports. I love going to the gym. I love uh, watching football. Um, and um, 
I think at the end of the day, if the if 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 the woman I'm hoping to marry in the future or go out with or whatever is not into is not into sports in at least a passive sort of way, then uh, it's probably not going to happen for us because I, I've just got too much that I do around that, including actually making another podcast. So that's that's one thing. Um, I think they also need to view the stuff that I do around making content like this as not being a waste of time or as not taking time away from her somehow. Um, so that's another thing. And th- there, there also has to has to be no politics around uh, who pays for dinner. So that, that doesn't just mean I expect her to go Dutch every time. I don't. But it means that if I offer to pay, then that, that is just accepted without a five minute conversation about how she feels like I owe her something, like she owes me something. Because, you, you know, um, I'm I'm not an old fashioned man who expects to pay every time. I like it when a woman offers her offers her wallet um, and splits the bill. But if the expectation is we is that we do that every time, then it takes away something of the buzz of of offering to take someone out and then taking them to dinner and. If if I then end up having a long conversation about how uh, about about how the time that we live in should mean that uh, I I I sh- I shouldn't I shouldn't expect to pay for everything and you know blah 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 then um, it it just kills my buzz a little bit. So, I'm, I'm, am I wanting my cake and eating it there? Well, it's 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 very different um, regarding are you looking to date this person or actually be in a relationship with this person. A good example from my relationship is that um, all financials are equal. We don't, uh, except from like the utility bill and rent, we don't, you know, split everything down to a single cent. But it's totally fine for us to, um, like, a good example, he was out shopping for something. I think we were going out to a party or like, I think it was a party and he was out still getting something from the store and I realized that I was out of foundation so I called him I said hey can you go to the makeup store and get me some foundation call me when you're there I'll I'll direct you to the right place and foundation is fucking expensive and uh, he came home he gave me the foundation everything was great and we never talked about it again so when we pay for each other's stuff we don't really I mean, it it would have been weird for him to say like, oh, hey, you owe me like 20 euros for the foundation because that's like we we live a we live the same life. We Mm. um, like all of our finances are so transparent with each other that um, I pay for his shit. He pays for my shit. (laughs) Um, Sometimes uh, usually how how we do our finances is that I pay for, for everything that it goes into groceries shopping. So I take care of that. We always have food in the in the fridge. We always have dinner at home. Whenever we go out, he pays. So we like to go out a lot. So usually the grocery bill and the going out uh, expenses for the month are somewhat similar. Sometimes it's higher. Sometimes it's not. And when it, sometimes maybe like once a month, um, you know, something would happen. He would forget his phone in the, in the car or something. And I, I would also pay for it. It's not a big deal. So... That's something that we've never discussed with each other. We've never like agreed to this. It's just something that comes very natural to us. 
because I think that's just who we are as people. We we analyze how much the other person has maybe paid for this month and then, you know, step in if we think that we're not doing our own part. I've never had to ask. He's never had to ask. Everything's transparent and it just works. See, I, I think that sounds like the perfectly managed relationship in that uh, you, you don't need to have the awkward conversation about can you help me out this month or something. Um, and... I think that that means that your that your needs are um, um, are perfectly aligned, but also it probably means that uh, you've you've had some very sincere conversations right at the start about what can and can't be done. And I think a lot of people, particularly a lot of men, avoid that uh, because you know w without going too deep and too serious, uh, they 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 again and i'm speaking uh, they as in myself you know uh, they they desire something which might not be right for them so mm -hmm. um for, for example um you know i i ended up go i ended up going out with someone um a few years ago lovely lovely girl but um she was uh, from a cultural place that said that the best thing that she could uh, you know uh, achieve was to basically meet a man who could allow her to retire and have a good life at home and you know she's she's she she was in her she was in her very early 30s at that stage and um i i was from the different point of view which is uh, i i wanted the dual income lifestyle which you've just described which is uh, both people doing the jobs that they're doing and paying into a shared pot so that they can afford a better lifestyle together now, from from the point of view of like dual income versus single income, I would say, you know, in a relationship, you can have a better life if you if both people are contributing. But not everyone thinks that way, do they? No. And I also think that if um, if we're both making the same amount of money or roughly the same amount of money or if if we're not, if if one party is making significantly more than the other and, you know, your financials are, you know, uh, said proportionally but if there's one party that maybe takes care of the home uh, raises the children uh, does other stuff that benefits the relationship that should also go into consideration when planning finances because it's not really fair if everything we pay for is split down the middle and i'm the only one who's cooking and cleaning that's 100 percent not fair we have the disadvantage in our relationship that I work from home, which gives me the opportunity that I can do laundry. I can do a load of laundry in the middle of the day. I can take a break. I can do the dishes. I can take care of the home. But also something that we really haven't spoken about too much in depth is that it's it's still not fair. I mean... I do have the possibility to do these things, but he sees that, he appreciates that I do this, and he also takes it upon himself to do as much as he possibly can when when he is home. Even if I've already done those things, he he will also step in and, you know, even if he knows that I'll probably do laundry the next day, he will still do a load of laundry when he gets home. And, and there's none of that passive aggressive shit where someone does it without speaking and then just refuses to speak for the rest of the evening because of it. Mm -mm, no. Well, I, I have my moments, of course, where maybe 
uh, the dishes haven't been done in in a day and he's very tired from work and I'm I'm just looking at the pile of dishes and just like fuming and I, and I ask him like can you do the dishes he says no I'm tired which is normal it's normal to be tired after work and then I'm like oh fine I'll just do it myself then of course we have those moments but this all comes down to I think we're just very lucky to have found each other and to have our morals and our desires from a partner to be the same because I feel like if I was in a relationship with a man who wanted to provide me with everything and say that you you can t you know take some time off of work and I'll take care of you and you can just focus on the podcast and focus on your painting I wouldn't want to do that it would be good to take some time off if if the if your partner you know gives you that opportunity it's also good to have a safety net but to have a partner who 100% provides for me would not satisfy my needs because my needs are also to provide for my partner and to take care of them. It's not always the easiest way out. Yeah, and uh, I I think for for any for any listeners who are wondering if uh, if all I do is make podcasts, I um I I do I I do have several day jobs. I I do work like hell. So this this is this is currently a spare time activity while we're while I'm sort of uh make making it work. But uh, um yeah, certainly um. I I have uh, you know since my twenties consistently always made content and um, I I think that uh, it's one of the things that makes me happy. I'm sure that you feel the same as well. Oh, one hundred percent. And what I wanted to mention before is that I don't think you have to have the exact same hobbies with this person, because I do the podcast. He supports me with it. He, uh, I, I it's not something that he would personally do. I don't I don't ever see him starting a podcast and I paint. I've tried to get him to paint because I feel like pe when people say that I'm I'm good at painting, I feel like everybody could paint like I do. It's just <laughs> mad and and everyone my mom is one of those people who's like, "Oh, you're so you're such a great painter." I'm like, "Everybody can do this." And she's like, "Everybody can't do this. I can't do it." And I say like, "Have you tried?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> so I mean those are things that he's he's never into but he 100% support me and supports me in this and also like his hobbies is something that I would never do because we have such a different cultural background and uh, he's a dancer um not nothing that I would be interested in like the, the last thing that I would be interested in but I love seeing his ambition for it and even if it's not something that I would personally, you know, enjoy doing in my spare time, I admire that it is something that he d he does, and I give him the room to to do it for as long as he possibly can until you know our life changes and we have to give up on those things. I'm hmm. talking about you know maybe starting a family or uh, stuff like that because you know hobbies do change and you need to adapt them to your lifestyle. So as long as we're young, as long as we can still do this and be selfish in that way. I'd say rock on, baby. Right. Well, um, at least one of us on this podcast is young. and um, he, yeah, Oh, so, shut uh, up. You are young. <laughs> and also, another thing is I know how deeply unattractive it is when I put myself down like that. So I need to stop doing that, don't I? Yes, 100% stop. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like, uh, do this, uh, taking over your dating profiles if you're going to be a little bitch like that. So stop. Love yourself. You're an amazing guy. Any girl would be lucky to have you. 
Well, um, on that note, I think that that's a good place to leave it for this episode. But uh, what what have we learned in this episode? I, th- I think I've learned that uh, there there is um, a place for everyone, and that everyone just needs to find the right person. And it's a question of it's a question of how you do that, but also how you project yourself. I think a little bit, and uh, and the kind of confidence you have in yourself. Um, what have you learned? First of all, I second to everything that you just said. The the worst thing is to pretend to be someone you're not just to make the relationship work. Took me a long time to find my person and it just feels so good when you can finally let your guard down and, and be that person who you want to be because everything just fits into place. But what have I learned? Well, I guess I not this episode, but I learned this a few years ago. Don't go on first dates to a forest, a dark forest with a random guy and then just hear moo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think the lessons will come. It, it will definitely come to me sometime. But I just want to put it out there to, for other people going on these um, dates that not everybody is as sane as you are. Be safe out there take precautions, always assume the worst in people and overall be safe and be yourself. Yes, and for God's sake, don't lie about your age on dating profiles. Don't lie about your age on dating profiles. You're going to make that other person a sex offender and potentially be banned from Tinder, putting them at a point in their life where they're still not married at 40. Yeah. And um, if and if you happen to be 40 and you happen to put 36 on a dating app, that's not good either because you because you can you can end up in problem in problems there when people realize that you're lying. Yes. So mm. more of the story, be yourself 100 percent. You're not as horrible as as you think you are. Yeah. And uh, if I can get the rights to the Black Eyed Peas Don't Lie, then I will play this over the closing credits. If not, then you then, then you will hear the usual jumpy theme music. Alrighty, folks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Generation What? That's it from me. And that's it from me. 